0: Hello and welcome to Real Talk. My name is Alita and I'm a singer-songwriter who uses pop rock as a catalyst for hope. Real Talk is a podcast that features prominent figures in the music industry and beyond about deep personal truths and things they wished others would talk about but generally don't. So hey Suze, what, who are you? Can,
1: for everybody that doesn't know, can you like introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm Suze, the founder of The Rockstar Advocate. I'm a mindset and productivity coach for music professionals. So I help people who either want to grow their career in music or start their career in music to figure out what their goals are, what their next steps are, and just find the time to get it all done. And you know too too often we get overwhelmed and we're on that path to burnout so i help people lessen that overwhelm and avoid that burnout so that they can do what they love so Suze, is this what you're most passionate
0: about like what in life are you most passionate about like if you
1: had to choose one thing what would yeah you- honestly i think i'm most passionate about efficiency <laughs> I just uh-huh. I have to see you know if I if I see there's too many steps to something or if something just seems overly complicated I'm just really passionate about streamlining and finding the the easiest or path of least resistance way to to get something done um, and so that that's really what what I get excited about when I work with people it's like okay tell me how you're doing something let's see if we can make this easier let's see if we can make this faster. Let's see if we can make this more enjoyable. You know, just just breaking things down so that they don't feel so complicated. I think that's really what what keeps me going.
0: So, how do you think you got to that point? Like what what like growing up or or what inspired you to to be more efficient?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, the first thing, I mean, I think just always as a kid, I was, you know, my mom teases me that, you know, we'd go sit in a doctor's office and I was alphabetizing the magazines. Uh, (laughs) If you took me to the container store, I would just spend hours, you know, fixing everything. We'd go back to her kitchen and I'd I'd organize like literally like at four years old, I would organize all of her cabinets while she was, you know, doing laundry or something else. Like I, I was always an organizer. Um, but I was also a really, very much a workaholic. And so, you know, I think by the time I hit my mid to late 20s, uh, that wasn't working for me anymore. Um, and I also got very sick. And I, I did come down with Lyme disease. And so I had to be more efficient, I had to use my time more wisely. And I had to be more intentional with what I what I did. So I think, you know, figuring out, okay, I know how to organize my space. I know how to organize, you know, the physical things in my life. Let me figure out how to organize my emotion, not organize my emotions, but, you know, clear out the clutter in my mind, get mentally organized. And so I hired a business coach and I, you know, just learned a lot about, you know, working with more intention and um, getting better with prioritizing and understanding, you know, done is better than perfect um, because I think we spin our wheels and we, we, fall so far down the rabbit hole thinking we're just perfecting something, but we're really just spinning our wheels on it and not really making progress. Um, And that, that really can hold us back. So I think that's really kind of what got me started on this is learning how to organize my own life mentally, emotionally, physically. And then I realized, okay, I can help other people do this. So that's, that's why I started the Rockstar Advocate
0: and it's so cool guys for those who haven't heard about it it's amazing like her program's amazing i'm a huge fan um and we'll get more into how you can find her later because it's it's really helpful stuff so i guess i have so many questions about that i'm sure other people do too um but let's pivot a little bit to covid because this is kind of something that's very unique that we're all facing so how are you how are you surviving it or how are you like mentally thinking about it. I know I heard one of your podcasts about it. That was so helpful, but like, what can you tell
1: people? Sure. Yeah. It's a great question. Cause yeah, I mean, every, there's not one person out there that's not uh, dealing with this. And so, you know, that's what I think is so unique about this whole experience is that, you know, it does have a way of bringing people together because there's nobody who isn't affected by it in some way, shape or form. Um, and so I think it's given, I, I'd like to think it's helped a lot of people become more empathetic, um, to other people around them. Um, I can't say it like across the board, but I, but I do think it's raised our levels of empathy. Um, and I do think it's helped everybody just give themselves permission to slow down. You know, I, I've been thinking a lot back to when I first got limes. And I was forced to slow down and it felt very unnerving and I didn't really like it. And I tried to fight against it. And I think that that's exactly what the pandemic's done. I think it's, it's forced everybody to slow down. Like we, we're not spending, you know, hours a day going to, and from the office. We're not, you know, spending time out with friends and family. And like, yes, there are things that we'd like to be doing that we can't do, but it's giving us more space right now to really analyze, you know, ourselves, analyze what our priorities were. I know a lot of people have been reprioritizing and noticing things that in their life that weren't really serving them. So, you know, always trying to find the silver lining in a situation. Um, I think that that's been helpful for people, but I also know the isolation, um, the, the not knowing when this is really gonna end, uh, the change in routines um can really greatly negatively affect people. And so for me, I just tried to use, you know, what I learned when I came down with Limes and what I learned about, you know, um myself and about slowing down and about taking the time to breathe and handle this type of change. I've just tried to pass that on to other people. And I think, you know, for me, the hardest thing I've been working at home for six years that was not a hard thing for me to do I'm also very introverted so <laughs> the isolation wasn't really <laughs> didn't that, yeah that didn't really bother <laughs> me um but I've had a lot of loss this year unfortunately and oh man grieve, grieving in quarantine is is a lot oh, um, yeah. I remember. and it can really you know I did a podcast episode about that too and it can really um you know, prolong the, the grief because there, there doesn't feel closure. You don't get to, you know, have the maybe certain rituals that you normally would have when, when you lose somebody. And so, and you don't get to really come together uh, with your loved ones the way you'd like to. So I think, you know, that, that can be really um, difficult. And so even if you haven't lost somebody this year, there has been loss in your life, loss of income, loss of a routine, loss of the plan that you made and the the traveling, you know, the touring you thought you'd be doing, like everyone's experiencing an ex, an exorbitant amount of loss on so many different levels. And so, you know, what I try to tell people is to allow yourself, give yourself that space to grieve, whether it's a loved one, whether it's plans that didn't work out, whether it's income um whether it's just that routine or that structure that kept you sane you know and i I don't even say that lightly i mean i think the loss of routine can really affect your mental health so grieve that give yourself time to acknowledge the loss but then also give yourself grace and permission to dust yourself off and say okay well now what now what can i do i'm still here I still have potential to, you know, have what I want. It might look different than it did a year ago, but like, what can I do now? So, you know, I think, I think it's just important to sit and reflect and ask yourself questions and give yourself grace to just take one baby step at a time to take that action.
0: I love that. Yeah. So well said, like it's so, it's so true with everything. Um, So what personally have you learned about yourself? Like you said, you're an introvert, right? And you work from home. Um, I mean, you mentioned the grieving part. Is there anything else that you kind of discovered about yourself that you didn't know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this, this year has been really interesting just in learning my own personal boundaries. And, you know, I've also just made decisions to cut certain people out of my life you know, which is interesting <laughs> because we're, this is already such an isolated year, but I think when you realize, okay, there's a lot to, there's a lot to manage and there's a lot of support that you want to give other loved ones in your life. And so when everybody is kind of pulled to the brink of the, like their threshold for who they can support yeah. and who they need to lean on, um, yeah. You know, I I just felt it was time to say, you know what, if you don't serve that purpose in my life, then I don't have the energy to support you as well. Um, and so I think it's, you know, making those decisions to not in any sort of like dramatic, horrible way, but just in a very diplomatic way, kind of drawing better boundaries. That's been something I've been talking about a lot in the last year um, mm-hmm. on Instagram and in my newsletters and in my podcast is just drawing better boundaries because you only have a finite amount of energy and time every day. And so you want to make sure that that's going to people that make you feel good about yourself and that, you know, you can support and feel good about supporting. So to me, that's been a lesson because, you know, I'm the type that'll just stick around. And even if it's just like a toxic situation, just be like, well, you know. Um, but I think you know when when push really comes to shove, and this has been such a, an extraordinary year for people, you you've got to take better care of yourself and who you let in your life. And so um that's been my my biggest lesson. Yeah,
0: I totally, I totally know what you mean, like being so sick, like who yeah, I'm I'm right there with you and we can talk more about that later. <laughs> um awesome. So for so real talk the this little this show is called Real Talk. So, what is something that you think people don't talk about that is super important that they sh- could and they should? So,
1: yeah, I think you know, I just want to call bull on the hustle and the grind. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think people really talk about or like really acknowledge the the stress they're all under and the exhaustion they're all feeling and We all feel it and we can see it in each other, but nobody really wants to admit, you know, besides maybe just saying, oh, I'm so tired, or oh, I'm so tired. But like, nobody really wants to say, I'm really overwhelmed. I'm doubting myself right now. I'm worrying that I'm working on the wrong things. I'm worrying that there's not enough time. I don't know if I'm going to succeed at this goal. Everybody feels that way all the time. And I just think if we were just more honest about it, And stopped feeling this need to compete, stop feeling this need to prove how much we want something and, you know, hustle and grind and work 24 7. You know, if you just took a breath and gave yourself some space and were honest about it and didn't feel the need to show other people that you're constantly on this grind, that we'd all just have more grace for ourselves. You know, we'd all just have more permission to. You know, take a breather and and slow down and and work with more intention. So, that's my real talk. Stop (laughs) stop that (laughs) stuff to happen. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I think. I mean, that's something I've noticed during the pandemic. Though, like on socials, I've noticed that people are posting. You know them just hanging out or in nature or there's calmer posts. It's not just, this is what I did and this is what I'm doing. and <laughs> Like, right. so yeah, it's more about connection. It feels like a little bit, but also yeah. politics now. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, where can people
1: find you, Suze? You're amazing. So I want to make sure everyone can find you. Thanks. Well, I'm always on Instagram. So come find me at Rockstar Advo. And if you've got an iPhone or iPad, come join me in Clubhouse. I I know that's been what everyone's talking about, but I I really love it. I'm I'm on Clubhouse at least every Wednesday, but I, I pop in here and there again throughout the weeks. But you know, I really just love the the platform and the um, access that and the connections that can all be made there. It's not about posting or or you know being on video or anything. It's just about connecting. Um, and so I really love Clubhouse. I'm at Rockstar Advo on there as well. And um yeah, let's just connect. Awesome. Yeah, I wish they had it for Android. They don't.
0: It's so mm. frustrating. I feel so <laughs> left out. <laughs> They'll develop it. They should hopefully. I hope. Yeah, yeah they say it's coming. They're working. Okay, on it. great. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, you're amazing. So well, thank you. And thanks for doing this. Let me give you some real talk. Might not like it all that much. I'll never be picture perfect. I promise it'll still be worth it.